When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Uh, We're continuing on the 25 years episodes. And we got a good one today. We have Ricardo, our friend from Brazil. Uh, and to join us, Ricardo, I, I forgot to ask your last name. Uh, it's Tancredi, uh, Italian. Okay. Ricardo Tancredi. All right, very good. And and where do you live in Brazil? I live in Sao Paulo. Okay, Sao biggest Paulo. city? Yeah. Okay. Uh, got to be kind of a, a long flight to get to Baltimore for this game we want to talk about? Yes, yes. Uh, it was a long flight. It was, well... Uh, I was on uh, I was on vacation and I tried to manage uh, the period to where I could catch a Ravens game. It's not my f- was not my first game at the stadium, but was definitely one of my favorite games at MNT Bank Stadium for sure. All right. So before we get started, let's tell people where they can talk football with you if they want to. Uh, I got a Twitter account. I'm I mostly use it to to. Uh, I do interact with people, but I'm mostly a follower. I will get that account uh, shortly. Right. At we'll the end of the, we'll at the, end of the, the episode, end of uh, I'll give it to you. All right. Terrific. So I, I know the interesting thing here is you want to talk about the 2014 uh, Steve Smith reunion game against the Carolina Panthers, which happened in week four. The Ravens won that game 38-10. to 10. But tell us the story for that leading up in, from your perspective. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, I think we came, we came from a, 
a strong 2012 season where we had uh, strong offense overall. We had we had Dennis Pita, we had Ray Rice uh, in the passing game. We had Jacoby Jones playing wonderfully. Uh, we had Torrey Smith and we had Uncle Bowling. Offense was great. But then in 2013, we really stumbled and uh, we first we traded Anquan Bowling to the 49ers for a sixth-round pick. Uh, then in the offseason, very first few days in the offseason, we all in, should I say, the, 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 uh, we lost Dennis Peter to a hip injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had to rely our whole offense on Torrey Smith, who was the... As I was saying, I don't think Torrey Smith was never a true number one receiver. He was a very good receiver. He was mm-hmm. very serviceable in, in Baltimore, but uh, never truly that number one receiver you want uh, to really rely on. Uh, I, I kind of think folks will always be unhappy that the Ravens ever in, in never having a number one receiver. And part of the reason is they lead too much in games to have a number one receiver. So they're not constantly throwing the ball through their passing game. Oh, and, you know, even with, with Flacco, they really wanted to avoid it probably more. They wanted to run the ball. They wanted to control the clock. They never really became a no huddle team. Not, not, not consistently anyway. And, and with Jackson, it's all about running the football and making the opponent uh, be on the field forever. And some people say in terms of time, I say in terms of plays. And the last thing you want to do is be throwing every down. So the, the Ravens have never really had, other than that, they haven't really had a great quarterback. So they've never really had a chance for a number one receiver. Uh, Ken, if you allow me, uh, I think we, we, we never have, we never had like the flashy receivers, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 uh, well, Megatrons or, uh, mm-hmm you know, like those uh, Randy Mosses. Mm-hmm. We had serviceable receivers, very good receivers. Anquan Bowling was a very good receiver, and he was not flashy, like not a diva receiver like at mm-hmm. every other team has. Uh, we, we, we're a different breed of football. We, we are, we're Baltimore. We, we're different. Uh, but going back to, to the 2013 uh, season, we... Uh, like I mentioned, we uh, we we had to rely on Tory Smith. Uh, we lost Dennis Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Jacoby Jones, who was very inconsistent. If you, mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree, but uh, I think he was his hands were always uh, an yeah, issue. mostly a return man. Mostly a return man. We had to rely on Marlon Brown, who had a great season in 2013, but mm-hmm. uh, that was a, a one one year wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, of course, we 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 uh, wasn't a great season overall. We that was the first time under John Harbaugh that uh, we had finished. Uh, well, we wasn't a losing season. It was an eight and eight season, but it was very disappointing. Um, and we were very bad in terms of. Uh, you know, in terms of offense that season. We finished the season with uh, 3,500 yards, 19 touchdowns. We were, uh, as I mentioned, we, we were uh, uh, 29th in, to- in total yards in the, in, in, in the league. We were 8th in pass attempts, but we were only 18th in, in pass yards. 
and 25th in total touchdowns, in, in passing touchdowns, and 31st in terms of interceptions. So you see there was a big gap in what we were trying to do and what we were accomplishing. And a big part, a big part of it was our, our wide receiver room was just depleted, was depleted. Okay, so uh, and that leads us to the 2014 season, uh, starting the, in the uh, let's begin with the the off season was a very interesting one. First of all, we brought in Kubiak from the Texans as our offense coordinator. Uh, he was replacing Jim Caldwell at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, we brought in Steve Smith Sr. from uh, who had been cut by the, the, the Panthers GM, Dave Gettleman. Uh, after 13 years in, in Carolina. And he spent a total of 24 hours in the open market. Uh, Ozzie Newsom brought him in for a visit and wouldn't let him leave for no reason. A uh, couple teams called him. I think he had visits scheduled to uh, New England, uh, San Diego, a couple teams had visits scheduled for him, mm -hmm. but Ozzy wouldn't let him leave. He stayed. He signed for the, with the Ravens for a couple of years. And that's where our story begins. Uh, and one, one thing I want to mention is as soon as, uh, as, soon as he, 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 he signed with the Ravens, uh, he said that uh, when he faced one of the things that led him to Baltimore was that they played. Carolina that year, uh, yeah. something that happens every four years, right? Yep. And he said that that there would be blood and guts everywhere. He was he was he was furious. He he really wanted to face the Panthers, and there we go. Yeah, those those thirteen and fourteen years after the Super Bowl and leading up to what would be a contender in fourteen had some really bad drafts. Matt Elam, of course, was at the top, but um, this is, this is some picks. But the actual drafts as a whole were not that bad. Brandon Williams was the third pick. Kyle Uzcheck in the fourth round. Ricky Wagner in the fifth round. Ryan Jensen in the sixth round. Actually, a pretty good draft, I would call it, in 2013. And then in 14, they had C.J. Mosley with the first overall pick. Uh, Timmy Jernigan in the, in the second round, which I think we, uh, most people would, would probably call as good. They got good value on him on the, on the way out the door, and he was a pretty good player for the Ravens. And then Brent Urban is a really underrated player. So they've done a, a good job of bringing back some of the talent that they had lost when they signed Flacco and had to let a lot of players go. And you mentioned the, the uh, uh, Bolden loss in particular. I mean, that was a cut. It wasn't a trade. They traded for a six-round draft pick, but they traded for a six-round draft pick in terms yeah. of renewal value. Oh, sorry, uh, what is it? What do you call it? Um, mm, Residual value, or I'm, I'm 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 forgetting the word now. This happens to me as as I get older, um, because the, because they they were going to cut him, and and if they didn't, it's it's like whatever salvage value they could get for him, they they got. Mm -hmm. oh. Okay, we're in, so we're in 2014, and the Ravens are off to a two and one start. Panthers come to town in week four. Yes, uh, well, we like you mentioned, we were. Uh, off to a two and one start, we lost the first game, the opening game to Cincinnati, twenty three to sixteen. Uh, AJ Green really spoiled uh, Steve Smith's uh, first game as a Raven mm -hmm. uh, because Steve Smith had put us uh, ahead of Cincinnati uh, with a eighty yard touchdown catch from Flacco with a huge stiff arm. Uh, 
I don't even know if that was that would be legal today. Uh, he 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 almost ripped the head out of of the, <laughs> the, the defensive defensive back. Uh, but then AJ Green and, and the Bengals they drove down the field, seventy-seven yard touchdown reception for AJ Green, completely spoiled. Steve Smith's first game as a Raven. Then we went on to Pittsburgh. We beat them. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I think the game was in Baltimore. 26-6. We beat Cleveland. In Cleveland, 23-21. And then we are back in Baltimore, MNT Bake Stadium, for uh, the big game against the Panthers. Uh, and that's... Uh, the whole atmosphere was uh, the whole the whole game was all about Steve Smith facing off with the Panthers. Uh, I wouldn't call it hatred, but uh, something like that. No, Steve Smith was was a different character. He was, I think, we really one of the things one of the intangibles about Steve Smith was he really brought in that attitude. He he yes. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that we were missing that 2013 season was a vocal guy like Steve Smith. Yeah, vocal, very physical receiver. And you don't think of this necessarily with, with Steve Smith being so small, but you mentioned the stiff arms. Marshall Yonda was at the podium once, and they asked him, who do you not want to get in a fight with on the Ravens? And his answer was, I don't know, probably Steve Smith. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, All these big players who outweighed Smith, obviously about 100 plus pounds, but... Uh, Really oh, didn't yeah. want to get in a fight with him. Yeah, he played a lot bigger than his size, his actual mm-hmm. size. He 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 was a brawler. Uh and one of the things like when you watch uh, when I watch it all all his the first four games of the season, like, oh man, that Steve Farm is just he was mean, like defensive backs and linebackers they just couldn't get onto him because his Steve Farm was something different. It was it was it was a big weapon of him, and what, he was feisty. Go ahead. What are your big memories of Steve during this game that you want to talk about? So you you. Oh, you've, he was. Uh, it was uh, before the game was all about Steve Smith, and then when the game was happening, it was all about Steve Smith as well. So, if I can go through the game here, uh, can we? Uh, well, first of all, like great memory for me as a Ravens fan from Brazil. Being in the stadium, mm-hmm. you you guys, when you live in the states, you you kind of take it for granted. Like you can go whenever you want, but for us, yep. like you, we plan ahead and like we 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 wait for the calendar to be released so we can go and watch the Ravens game in, in site uh, on site. Uh, we plan our vacations where we where we want to go, going to Baltimore, going to Jimmy Seafood, and so on. Uh, but uh, going back to that game, uh, well, Carolina got the ball first. Can didn't do much. Uh, they drove the ball well for 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 for. Uh, they drove the ball well at the beginning, but the the drive stalled due to a couple penalties, and they had to punt it back to Baltimore. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, we got we got the ball. Uh, and sorry about that. Go ahead. Oh, so sorry. So we got the ball. 
uh, uh, and the first play of the drive was a ball to Steve Smith for 13 yards. And again, one of his stiff arms, uh, he stiff armed the, the defensive back, got 13 yards. Uh, then we punt the ball back to Carolina. They punt it back to us. And then that's there's finally the, the, the drive where uh, we... We scored the first touchdown. Uh, the first, the first touchdown of the game was first touchdown of the game was a deep ball that was intended to Owen Daniels. The ball got tipped. Steve Smith, he was running a, an outside an outside route. He he grabbed the ball and just ran straight to the end zone. No, no. Uh, it was a miraculous touchdown because no one was expecting the ball to be tipped. And mm-hmm. Steve Smith just, just caught the ball so naturally. Like, he just, he, it was almost like it was a design play. Like, he, he pretty <laughs> much he knew where, where the ball was going and he just caught it and just ran to the end zone, 7-0. Ravenson got the lead. Uh, that, was, that was a great touchdown. Okay, so we move on from there. Yeah, then then well, as the game unfolded, uh, Forsett had a great game that day. Talia Ferro had a great game that day as well. We kept running the ball up the middle. Uh, a lot of a lot of draws. A lot of uh, outside uh, run concepts. Um, and then let me look at my notes here. Uh, one of Joe Flacco's best career games that day, 137.4 quarterback rating. Uh, he, he did not have a whole lot better than that, but uh, he had several really big games under Kubiak in that 2014 season. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, then we had a, a Panthers drive that led to a touchdown. Uh, I don't know if you remember it, but it was a rocket from, from, from Cam Newton to Calvin Benjamin on the left side of the end zone mm-hmm. for a touchdown. Uh, in that play, uh, Jimmy Smith is, was on coverage, uh, kind of blown coverage from Steve Smith and uh, Darian Stewart, uh, the safety. Calvin Benjamin just got that ball in the end zone. He tied the game. Seven. The uh, game was tied on seven. Okay, then next next. The next drive was uh, uh, it also started with a a pass from Flacco to Steve Smith for 16 yards. Then I remember there was a big run from uh, Justin Forsett behind James Hurst and Kalechi Osemele for a 20-yard gain. Uh, Another another good pass from Flacco to Owen Daniels. We're driving down the field. and then Forsett, in a couple of runs, uh, one from nine, for nine yards and another one from 11 yards, uh, and he scored a touchdown uh, on the right side of the, of, the, of the offensive line, running behind Rick Wagner and Marshall Yanda. There we go. We had Ravens got the lead again, 14-7. to seven. Then, as the game went on, Carolina couldn't do much. Uh, Ravens' defense was all over. Uh, not much. Not much that they they, they could do. Uh, 
and the Ravens just kept rolling down the field. Uh, Marlon Brown got a couple of good receptions that game. Uh, uh, Troy Smith also had a good game, decent game, a couple mm -hmm. of uh, good catches. Uh, Touchdown pass to start the second half. Yes, we got he got a one uh, at the start of the second half. But uh, I remember that was... Uh, you want to talk about the other Steve Smith touchdown? Yes, before that, we have another Steve Smith touchdown. Uh, as I was saying, uh, uh, it was... It started with the whole play was kind of funky. Uh, it started mm -hmm. with the ball being dropped uh, at the snap. It was a bad snap from Jeremy Zuda to Flacco. He dropped the ball. He recovered. Uh, and then he just throws a lob pass to the left side of the end zone. And Steve Smith not only caught that ball, but he, he mm -hmm. caught it while, while being uh, pass interfered. Yeah, yeah, he was pass interfered by a cornerback named White. Can't remember who he was, but man, like Steve Smith just made like an awesome play again. Mm -hmm. And the Ravens extended that lead to 21 to 7. Uh, and man, the entire stadium was just like, was just going crazy about Steve Smith. Steve Smith and how well he was he was playing that game. It was it was just unbelievable to see. Uh just unbelievable to, unbelievable to see that performance from from a 35 year old veteran. Mm -hmm. Uh and he still had some some he still had some some football uh in the baggage for uh and the, the whole point is he wanted to prove to, to prove it to Carolina that he he still had it, uh, he still had it in him. Like he was feisty. He was a great football player. He was he was fast. He could catch the ball. He could stiff arm. He showed that, and uh, he proved it oh, that day. One, one of the things if after Steve Smith left Carolina, he didn't really his play didn't really decline. So in his whole years in Carolina, he had eight point five yards per target, eight point two with Baltimore roughly the same yards per game, uh, even a better catch percentage in Baltimore. Uh, you know, he had Newton throwing to him uh, in Carolina. He, he was a hell of a football player in his, in his time in Baltimore, and that was at age 35, 36, and 37 after a long, successful career with the Panthers. Yeah, and one of the interesting things, Ken, I, when he was, uh, when he was uh, brought into Baltimore, I really thought that he would be like a slot receiver, Mm -hmm. uh, he lined out. He lined out outside like quite frequently. Like he 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 was right. he was an outside receiver. Like I thought he would be like mostly a slot receiver, but no. Like he he was running routes outside, like going deep in the end zone. Uh, a lot of the touchdowns that he caught, well, the the two that he caught was uh, on outside routes, like going deep. Right. Uh, it was it was interesting. It was interesting. It wasn't that Steve Smith wasn't fast at all. He certainly wasn't as fast as other receivers by then, but he had a ton of wiggle at the top of the route, and he could make a cornerback 
make the wrong move and then take advantage of that fact. So he's definitely got separation at the break a lot and a very tough physical receiver at a number of veteran savvy moves to push off and, and create space at that break in the route. Uh, occasionally got caught for it. You mentioned the first Cincinnati game where he had the, he had the touchdown to put the Ravens ahead. The second Cincinnati game, they were down by three points late in the last 45 seconds. Steve Smith scored an 80 yard touchdown. They got called back for offensive pass interference. So uh, you know, it's it's he had a it was a tough year against Cincinnati for Steve Smith there, even though he I think he played very well. Yeah. That, How about that 2014 team in general? Because I think we we said enough about this game. Um, to to me, it's 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 the really interesting Ravens team between the end of the Flacco era. Sorry, between the Super Bowl win and the end of the Flacco era. Yeah, it was it was the only playoff team. Uh, between the Super Bowl era and mm-hmm. the beginning of uh, Lamar Jackson's era or mm-hmm. the end of Joe Flacco's era. Uh, uh, that was a great season. Uh, we, like we were talking before the show, uh, we finally beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh uh, in the yep. wild card game. Uh, great game, great game. Uh, we went on to New England where we had, if I'm not wrong, we had a couple of 14-point leads. Twice led by 14. That's yes, correct. 14 nothing and, and 28-14. Well, I, I can't say I was, I was disappointed. I mean, like, I was happy the, the way we, we fought. Um, of course, I was disappointed with the loss, but I think we played really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few months later, we would... Uh, be aware of the deflate gate, the deflate balls, and everything exactly, else. Yep. <laughs> uh, but I think we we lost some key pieces uh, during that season, like every year. Like it's it's like like every Raven season, uh, we we always lose a few guys down the road. Uh, I think we lost Jimmy Smith due to injury that year. Uh, I I think he didn't play against the Patriots in the playoff game. Right? No, it's Rashawn Melvin was the guy, and Rashawn Melvin, by the way, came on and played very well for the very Ravens. Well. He's not well thought of, and then and then he had a he had a really tough game against Brady in the playoffs. They took advantage of him, and uh, and then he was not seen around anymore. Yes, yes. Well, I think I think that that was that was a very good team. Uh, that was a very very good team overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played Great very well. Rush. Great pass rush with uh, Suggs and Dumerville. And McPhee, yeah. And McPhee, of course, yeah. Nada was was uh, was in the front seven as well. We had C.J. Mosley. We had, uh, what's his name, linebacker from, from Jacksonville. Daryl uh, Smith. Daryl Smith was playing terrific uh it was a pretty good team uh not in terms of talent and overall as a team i think it was we had uh kubiak really revamped uh, the the offense entirely mm-hmm. revamped the offense we i don't know if, if you agree with, with me but uh before lamar jackson that was probably the most fun offense that yes. i've ever watched as a raven fan well, you the I love the '96 offense because that was that was very high powered, no huddle offense with any severity. But I would agree with you. Uh, certainly, the Flacco era by far the most fun by offense four. to watch. 
By and, far, uh, by far. They, they, they great use of, of play action, and Flacco was generally a pretty good play action quarterback in his year with Kubiak. He was an unbelievable play action quarterback, and uh, the, I, Flacco never really recovered from the loss of Kubiak. I don't think. I mean, the the, the years before. Uh, he had a new offensive coordinator every year, it seemed, but the, the offense wasn't too focused around him. But after Kubiak left, he he really never uh, never got it back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think uh, like like we were saying, like the 2014 team was was just a fun team to watch uh, in terms of offense, in terms of defense, special teams. Why not? Uh, Great team, great, great, great memories from that season. Yeah, I'd say, Ricardo, thanks so much for coming on and, and, and reliving a little bit of this history with us. And the Steve Smith era is one that isn't one we always remember. And I'm afraid it's going to be lost to a lot of Ravens fans in another decade or so because they won't have seen Steve Smith play. And the, the years were not particularly good to the Ravens. In, in that five-year period between 13 and 17. And it's it's already starting to become kind of a, a, a for, another forgotten dead period like the 97 to 99 Ravens are, even though there's some good football being played in there. But this is great to go over this with you. Uh, tell folks again, uh, do you have your uh, Twitter address where they can contact yeah. you if they want to? Yeah, sure. Uh, you folks can hit me um, on Twitter under Ricardo B 10 which is uh, T-A-N, uh, the f- first letters, letters of my, my last name. So, okay. again, at Ricardo B-T-A-N. Uh, you guys can hit me on Twitter. I'm, I'm a nice guy. I, I reply to people. I like to interact. I'm just not like most of the stuff that I post is in Portuguese, if you guys don't mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I... But I love discussing. I love talking Ravens with people. If if there's anyone from Brazil listening, hit me up. Uh, we'll we'll discuss Ravens football for sure. I, I I know we have at least one other guy who's from from uh, Brazil who's yeah he's uh, been, been on, on the this show, show right? before yeah. yeah. So uh, we, we appreciate there's a, a fairly significant fan base down there in, in Brazil following the Ravens. I appreciate all our international groups. But uh, thank, sure. thanks, for, thanks for coming on again. I, I'll ask other people, if you're interested in a 25-year episode, hit me up on Twitter again. One bullet point, two bullet points. We want narrow topic with significant depth so we can get through this in about 20 minutes. Uh, appreciate uh, you coming on again, Ricardo. Thank you, Ken. I'm a big fan of your show. Uh... And you're an encyclopedia. I, I love watching your, listening to your show. Thanks, Ricardo. We'll talk to you next time on talk Film to- Study. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.